everyone. I'm Dr. Rachel Lupian. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Sparrow. Our climate is in crisis, and we all want to help, but we might not know how. We're talking to people who have figured out how to use their talents to combat climate change in the hopes that their journey might inspire your own. This is How We Got Here, because the Earth needs professional help. Hey, Rachel. Oh my gosh. Hello, Steph. This is this is our first. I'm so excited to be back. I know. And I'm excited. <laughs> We're This is our first ep- like recording session since you have fled the country. I fled. I have successfully fled the country. You have. So right, right now, Steph is looking at me um, with my laptop propped up on my dresser. Because yeah, <laughs> we don't have a great. lot of furniture. We're getting things great. together. But I am very happy to be in Denmark just uh, to catch everyone up. I've started a new position at Aarhus University in Denmark, and I'm really excited to be here. We've been here for about three weeks now. So getting our bearings. Every yeah, picture you've and- posted on Instagram has made it look delightful. It, delightful. it honestly is just really delightful. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I walk to work on, like, cobblestone streets, and it's just uh, <laughs> it's just delightful. Uh, I don't know. What to, I mean, to be fair, the weather's been amazing since I've been here, and I have been told by literally everyone that <laughs> I'm doomed in winter. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there's, like, isn't Higgy, like, you just got to embrace it, Huga. right? Oh, is it Huga? Yeah. The wise are like use. I started. I uh, had my first Danish class yesterday. Oh my gosh! Well, I feel yeah. dumb, but I feel like everyone in the oh, U.S. Oh no! Says, hey, don't feel. Huga. Never yeah. ever ever would pronounce it. It might well, even you, be like Huga. I don't really know. To well, be you honest. gotta embrace Higgy Huga Huga. Huga Higa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it's true. It's true. Right? Because it's dark so much. But the summers it's are dark, bright it's forever. Gray, it's rainy. Yeah, but the summer is delightful. It's already gotten cooler out. But anyway, happy to be here. And you too have fled the state. Oh my God, I'm so happy to not be <laughs> in the capital of Virginia anymore. I'm in Maine. What's their motto? The way life should be. I don't know if that's Aww, it. It might be. I don't know. It's great. Like that's it's like, also delightful. It's not like McDonald's. It, sounds it like might a be McDonald's the McDonald's slogan. motto. <laughs> Um, I am in Maine. Life is and good. I, life is good. I Those look out onto a little... lobster dock. I <gasps> can see the water. We go on hikes almost every day. Ah, oh, that's nice. I so have nice. A, the most important question for you of all time. Okay, I'm um, I'm prepared to answer, perhaps. Okay, did you get Tina Mushbar? Mushbarf? Mushbarf? Oh, Mushbarf. Wow. Great question. Thank it you. turns out mush barf which i did later look up mush just means mushroom (laughs) and then barf is like some acronym for like biologically something something it's like fancy organic active shit our food (laughs) so mush barf mush barf is is a mushroom it's very expensive also it's a mush i'm not feeding my cat mushroom she's a little tiny carnivore of course not that's super weird (laughs) but you know what gut health and probiotics, biologically active RF, maybe yeah. it's good. All right, for a little tiny cat. Maybe you supplement. I don't have that kind of kroner. That's Danish money. I got. <laughs> Which turns out just means crowns. Are they? Yeah. Shaped like crowns. Do you not no. have paper money? Oh, all right, that'd be fun. There are coins, and they have um, like square holes in the middle. It's quite exciting. That is wild. It's a, all it's of a it. lot of changes happening in my life. A lot. New money. <laughs> Anywho. Well, <laughs> should we do the things that we normally do? Because this is yeah. episode one. We are so excited. Oh, I guess I do want to know. So because Rachel and I have hilariously bonkers lives, some of these episodes were recorded before we knew it would get crazy. Oh, early, sure. Early summer kind of thing. And then some. Some in the spring? Yeah. What was a late? You could consider it a late spring episode. Yeah. Um, like a while ago. Lots and happened. And then others were recording in real time. Well, just these bear with us. Yeah. Just, <laughs> if we if we mention June, perhaps just be like, oh, hmm. June was a nice month. How lovely this month of June is. Yeah, but we're recording <laughs> these in real time. Um, should we do our good bad? Yeah. Yeah. So for the first season, we had it. I loved this tradition because it put things into perspectives, kept us 
humble and appreciative. But yeah, we talk about a thing that happened this week that was good and something that was bad. And it's nice to unpack that together. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go. Yeah. I mean, it's not... I don't know. I mean, I moved to Denmark, which is literally no bad the happiest. I don't know. No, there. Is, okay, so Denmark is great. I'm having. People are so nice. I'm liking my new job. I started last week. People are just super friendly. Come by and cool. introduce themselves to me. Yeah, so nice. Love my new lab group. It's great. The bad. Let's get uh, to the bad because yeah, the good go. is just everything, honestly, except for this one thing. Go, Danes. They uh-huh. just don't do Mexican food. They just don't do it. And although, honestly, Copenhagen does. But you know what? We're not talking about Copenhagen, all right? <laughs> and I think people need to understand how integral Mexican food is to your being well, yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You'll I am it. a fan of like any Southwest American, Mexican ish anything jason Very thing fancy. with the chili a poblano you'll sure. do the spectrum taco bell to the do fanciest this, restaurant it's taco of all time. bell to the most authentic yeah we love it all yeah. and they just and, and which i didn't even realize all of the recipes that we typically cook are just involve salsa <laughs> yeah and they just don't have salsa they have this one salsa that's just like tomato paste with some chopped up onions in it. It's just really sad. They call it dipping salsa. I just can't. Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna need to start making our own salsa. Not that like new we adventure. Know how or, yeah, it's like I mean I've heard it's you know Chris makes it all the time. You can you, they have tomatoes. It's fine. We're gonna make it in big batches. We got yeah. tomatoes. We you got free, onions. We you got know what? Garlic, you start canning it while you're practicing oh. hygge. What is Huga. it? Oh yeah, Huga. I'm gonna need some new new indoor. I mean, hobbies. like truly, you might as well start canning yeah. salsa, and then you could bring it to all your new colleagues and be like, "Look at this thing that." And they'll I'm... be like, "This is too spicy for me." We did we did go to a food festival, the Aarhus mm-hmm. Food Festival, this past weekend. It was so we biked to a food fest. It was great. It she was just a great. Everyone, I'm rolling my eyes, but I am very uh, happy she's for Rachel rise. at the same time. She's going to visit It's a lot soon. of mixed emotions. <laughs> Go. But we went to a hot sauce booth, <gasps> and Ooh. it was really good. It was really good hot sauce. They're, they were... Mexican-American. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, did you pick up some hot sauce or do you have to go find we seek did. them out? Okay, great. We did buy some. It was great. delicious. Turns out they were visiting from, you guessed it, Copenhagen. Damn it, Copenhagen. Anyways, Next time you Steph, go to Copenhagen, you got to stock up. That's the, that's the moral. Well, stock my family's and... visiting soon and I was like, oh. bring salsa. Please. This is not the same at all, but there's no Trader Joe's around here. <gasps> I'm so sorry for your loss. So whenever people come up, I send them a Trader Joe's list because like, I can need. Can I please have some frozen dumplings? Tr- and yeah, I mean that's my list. Bars. Can I have the chicken gyoza and the chicken fried yes. rice? <laughs> um, and that's make it amazing. as inauthentic as possible. But I love oh, it yeah. all. Um, what's my good? Pop it bad? in the microwave. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Quickly, <laughs> let's do this. I'm always hungry. So <laughs> hungry. <laughs> Well, we're hungry okay, right yeah. now. Is, you're about to eat <laughs> right now. Happening. I think your husband's cooking a delicious Yay. attempt well, it's at a time here in Denmark. You know what? It doesn't look like it. The sun is up. I know. Well, it's summer soon. Oh, God, you're right. It's darker anyway. here in Maine. Uh, my good bad. Yeah. <laughs> what is my good bad? I guess I'm gonna do also my good. I had college friends who I haven't seen for three years. Three <gasps> years. They had not met my child. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Aww. They were in town this weekend and. I'm going to say, Chris and I put on a good show. I'm going to brag about it. We're great hosts. What'd Um, you do? Make some salsa? We did, no, but we boiled lobsters. We did the whole oh, lobster boil. That's a good, that's yeah, a Yeah, we were very main about it. We rented yeah. an electric, a six-person seater electric uh, car to go around the park. We took a boat ride what? to Great Cranberry you Island. Took a bro- what? Oh, I will post pictures. It was delightful. I haven't, you they're like some post. of my best friends, and I haven't seen them in so long. And we talk, obviously, but you forget the in-person connection. Yeah. It's just, it was a delightful oh. trip. Oh. Uh, are we going to say my baddest? My data. Like, uh, I was talking uh, to a oh, friend. Right. Co- yeah. <laughs> we do usually there. talk about work. <laughs> I know. I'll throw it out here. <laughs> uh, I was talking. I have this very, whatever. I was trying to find the correct data set to use to do this analysis. And it is as though. That's your first mistake. <laughs> truly. And, like, downloading this data took me two weeks. 
two full weeks. And no. it's because I like forget things, but also it is as though they don't want you to download the data. That's what I've yeah. decided. It's like ERA five land quotes. data set. You make it so hard. Why do you make Air it so quotes, hard? Air quotes, open access. Yes. <laughs> Copernicus website. I hate you. Um, that's my. Copernicus. I mean, I guess there's a good in there and that it's done. And but you got it. And I'm finally yeah. starting to okay. it. But like it was a two week detour great. into a hellscape of a situation. Yeah. Um, I just, my, like, other secondary good-bad is that I basically didn't do much work for the past month, and that was bad, but also, like, kind of nice. But I am, like, refreshed and ready to do science again. That's important. I'm, very excited about it. Yeah. I I was so focused on this huge move, and... Yeah. But (sighs) I think it's, like, I think academia doesn't... I mean, actually, it seems like in Denmark they do. I think American academia doesn't (laughs) value, like taking time off enough and like understanding burnout and all of these did you yeah. see that buzzfeed thing that i posted on my instagram where I, it was like I the 20 it was like some woman talking about her oh, all these yeah. stressful jobs and it was a professor being like i only needed 11 years of school i take summers off and i was like, I was like oh, wait, no, what? You don't no, you don't yeah what are you talking about? oh my I god i'll link that. to it it made me so angry um do you know what doesn't huh. make me angry our guest our guest, our guest was... i'm so excited will you introduce him I will. Uh, yes, I will. This is my former classmate, and this was such a joy, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. delight. I know we use the word delight. We're delighted to always. record. Yeah. Okay. So my friend Risalat Khan is a climate and social justice activist on a truly worldwide stage. He works as a campaigner and strategist for the Sunrise Project, and likes to call himself an intrapreneur. That was hard for me to say, but that's a hard word. You know. Yeah, it's a hard word. Okay. But it's, you know, it's useful. Rieslot is such an optimist and is unafraid to tackle big, important issues. He went to Amherst College with me, and he holds a Master's of Public Administration in Environmental Science and Policy from the Columbia University. Rieslot is proudly from Bangladesh, and we want to draw attention to the devastating floods that have ravaged the country, but also the wider South Asian region this summer including in Pakistan right now. If you can, please donate to BRAC, the Bangladeshi-grown largest nonprofit in the world, and or the uh, Women Democratic Front, a Pakistani feminist network working on flood relief efforts. Um, And we will obviously, as we do, put those links uh, with our episode notes. So welcome, Risalat. a lot hi oh my gosh it is so good to see you it's so uh, good to see you it's, it's been, been a while <laughs> close to 10 years since oh, you graduated college i didn't college. realize that oh, oh since my we graduated ten college year, oh, yeah. 10 year yep, reunion yep. was 10 year reunion this year yeah yep. year is it Oh, anyway yeah. okay. <laughs> Risa, it's like i still i haven't hit mine yet we're still good yep. we think we think towards the future Yes, yes. Look no, ahead, no, not no, look to the no, past. Yes, no, yes. No. Although that is kind of the point of this podcast, is looking to the past to uh, sure. to really dissect how we got here. But anyway, so Risa, thank you again for coming. Can you just tell us what do you do? Sure. Um, well, right now I am sort of in a transitional period, moving from one job to the next. Um, but right now I am a senior campaigner at Avaz. Um, which is a global civic movement that campaigns on climate change, among other issues. Wow. Um, and I'm just about to start a new role with the Sunrise Project uh, pretty soon. Are you awesome. also, so if someone was just like at a party and like, hey, what do you do? Would you just say, what's what's your like, I'm a campaigner? I can't be campaigner. Is so that a word? Is that a thing? Like it, it is a thing. That, okay. that is actually a very interesting question because I didn't know when I was graduating from college, going back to college, um, I didn't know that campaigner was like a career thing. Right, like right. I hadn't really uh, heard of that word. That's the point of the really podcast. <laughs> so good. Um, but uh, yeah, here I am uh, in this kind of campaigner profession. Uh, so it is very much a thing. I can assure you there are there are campaigners. <laughs> that is my actual job. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. If you, if you look on Glassdoor uh, or whatever other job site, uh, yeah. you can search for campaigner and that huh. will be a thing. I can and it wouldn't you bring you, because if I heard, if you told me at a party, you said you're a campaigner, I'd be like, who do you, what politician do right. you work for? Exactly. Or like, who's your lobby? Exactly, yeah. Right. Um, well, I guess. 
but people do tend to assume a lot that I don't get paid. Um, oh. So particularly at home in Bangladesh. Um, so when I tell people that I do what I do, they're like, and they pay you? Like, do you volunteer? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, what do you actually do? Yes. Like, are you going house to house? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but uh, in addition to uh, being a job title, I have also learned through my years do you guys know about the Myers-Briggs personality test? Yeah. You bet I do. Yes. What are you? Oh, Steph, <laughs> Steph loves this stuff. Okay. Do, do you want to guess what I am? No. Okay, wait. I have a friend who I will... Sh- uh, I'm not going to give you his name. But Say he is name. Obs- Wayne, you know who you are. He's obsessed. I don't think I'm overstating his obsession with Myers-Briggs. And I... And oh. I think I lie about this, but I think he puts people in groups at his work based on, he like forces everyone to do this. Wayne, I might be making this fully up about you, but he, I swear, like his wife, he was like, I want this INT, it's not what it is, whatever. He was like seeking He like manifested his specific Myers-Briggs wife and she was Okay, anyway, are you an E? You have to be an E. I am, yes. Great. Sort of borderline, but... Okay, I'm I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I think that's the only one, introvert, extrovert. I don't know any of the other. Yeah. Okay, N is into... This is now a Myers-Briggs podcast. (laughs) No, it's... (laughs) (laughs) What's N? Intuition versus... Intuitive versus... Sensing, I think. So you must be intuitive if you know it. If you don't know what that is. Great deduction. That's why you're a scientist. (laughs) We're also N's. I am an N. I'm also an I. What are you? Wait, you an E, Rachel or an I? Oh, I gotta be an E. You gotta be. People think I'm an E, but I'm an I because I really don't like hanging out with people, but I have to. Uh, Okay, so you're an I N. I am an E. E N. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sort of borderline on the first one, but. Okay, okay. So I know mine. So T. Are you just the same? same no, I'm an I. But thinking, okay. and then is it perceiving? Thinking versus feeling. feeling. T versus oh God, F. So. Yeah. Oof. Um, I've both. Oof. It's a spectrum. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm also a borderline on that one. It's, okay. Um, I've actually, like, changed. I used to be a T, like, thinking. I, was, I used to be, like, so you, like very, like, debate-oriented. Yes. And now you're so, an F. You're yeah, and I'm, like, more in what? my feelings. You know, I like, cry a lot during commercials that are quite touching does that make mm-hmm. me could a, be could be could be could be a feeler <laughs> okay 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 e n f true and then the last one is uh p versus j okay That's perceiving like... versus judgy yes can i just tell you result very quickly i'm an int and they're borderline all the way except for this one where i'm fully Foolish. Of course, Jay. I'm the judgiest person of all time. <laughs> but that that the nomenclature is kind of like hard, right? Because you think it's like about judging, but it's actually uh, about like being more organized. So yeah. I yeah, and like more planning oriented. So it's kind of confusing. But I'm also this is very now type a. totally a Myers Briggs podcast. Sorry about yeah. that. Wait, so you are an E N? No need to apologize. E N F. Are you a J? We didn't. I'm a P. You're an ENFJ. So oh, I'm more kind of different. spontaneous, uh, less planning oriented. Yeah. We are literally the opposite in every way. <laughs> definitely. definitely Wait, Lisa, what's your, same thing, what's your, what's your sign? <laughs> uh, you mean my, like, zodiac? Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, just yeah. as important, I think. Okay. Because she's, she's judgy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my zodiac is uh, Taurus. Oh, a May. Are you a May? My wife could tell you what my rising moon, oh, like all those things are. I don't really know. Would be can best. we get her up, friend? Can, we, can call you get her from her the other room? On. Okay. I could literally call her from the other room. But we'll get, anyway. If you could like, text her so you get that info by the end of the podcast, yeah, that'd, yeah, be, yeah. that'd be great. Uh, okay, anyway, so what do you do? <laughs> so you are an E N T. God damn it. You know, yeah, I'm I'm sort of like borderline on a few things, but I am when I've at least the last time I've taken the test, I think I'm an ENFP. Okay. Uh, the reason I brought that up, yeah, I'm going oh, back right, to the right, campaign, right. I think. This is this is a very, very long and winding path. No, this is um, the best type of path. But yeah, I, I, I took that test um and ENFP came up and literally they ascribed like a word to every kind of like, you know, thing. Oh, yes. And that word was campaigner. <gasps> Rachel, so we you're should like take the born test before we release this. this. Yeah. We should, yeah, we should. And 
we should then change career paths to literally whatever it says. Yes, 100%. <laughs> well, that's really interesting. Why does it say, okay, let's go, what, on a day-to-day basis, what do you do, right? And then, like, why do you think being in E, NFP. Myers-Briggs How do you podcast. not remember that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> suited, How we like, got here? Suited day-to-day stuff. Podcast. Why do you think it's? Why do you think you're so suited for that role? That's where I'm going with that. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the first thing to think about is what is campaigning, right? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And campaigning, like we, you, you, you brought up the the political aspect of campaigning, where you you could have political campaigns to elect a particular candidate and so on. That's that's where maybe most people know what campaigning is but in the kind of broader nonprofit space um, a campaigner is someone who is essentially just uh, trying to bridge what you want to see happen right like what should happen in terms of a particular set of policies Mm -hmm. or uh, social programs whatever it might be and and then the reality of it like does that actually get done Um, does that actually get agreed in the in the political decision making and so on um, so a campaigner's job is to kind of be that vehicle or that bridge to uh, to to take those things that we want that should happen in the world and like try to make them happen. In terms of like actual policy. So yeah, a lot of it has involved. to do with yeah, a lot of it has to do with uh, actually getting getting the right policies in okay. place. Uh, but the the path to get there often uh, traverses through <laughs> the messy world of politics. Right. Um, so you have to really think about like mobilizing people in, in, in a similar way as political campaigns do. Sure. You have to like mobilize voters. You have to get them behind different issues and kind of like, you know, drive a turnout behind a candidate. Right. Uh, this is you could kind of flip that equation and think about more about issues. Right. Um, so you have to like mobilize people behind an issue, uh, build the common ground about what, uh, what are kind of effective and common sense policy solutions to those issues. Uh, and then try to find a uh, uh, navigable pathway through the maze of politics to get there. Um, so that's what a campaigner does. Awesome. Um, I know that sounds a bit abstract. In the day-to-day, yeah, um, it, what are it, you actually doing? it does involve uh, a lot of computer time, I have yeah. to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and talking, talking to a lot of people, uh, okay. some, often around the world and uh, around uh, different time zones. Uh, great people, passionate people who care about things. That brings it back to the Myers-Briggs. Um, I think uh, ENFPs are known to be kind of idealistic and, and uh, you know, trying to drive for change in the world. Big picture. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I definitely uh, see myself in that, uh, whatever may be said for Myers-Briggs. Um, and... And yeah, just uh, in the day-to-day, it involves like uh, essentially doing a number of things uh, related to the whole life cycle of a campaign, which I can get into if you would like, uh, to uh, make sure those objectives are met. So I have a question about your work in that, and then we can ask about how you got into your work. Um, But you, your current, where you're working currently, it's like a global campaign Mm. Yeah. Firm. Is that that's not the right words, whatever. Yeah, global campaigning organization. Oh, yeah. okay, great. Mm-hmm. Delightful. Yeah. Uh, so you then are assigned like a particular so the the awesome it's climate change, right? Like climate change and fighting climate change, not we're not pro climate change. Well, uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> pro fossil fuel. If that um, wasn't clear. This yeah. is a fossil fuel podcast now. And then so do you it's are not. you given uh, it's not a country <laughs> and a specific target? Or are, is your, are you like a project manager? Like, how does that work, I guess? Because it's structured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this differs a lot between organization to organization. Okay. Um, in my, in, in the work that I've done, um, it's, as a campaigner, you are kind of like often coming up with campaigns that are, uh, you know, that um, uh, we, we need to drive and that can involve like mapping out like who should be the targets, the countries. Um, the, the decision makers that need to uh, be mobilized and, and need to kind of uh, have the power to, to make decisions on a particular issue. Um, and, and also just to clarify, I, I don't exclusively work on um, climate. I, I kind of um, work on a broader portfolio of climate campaigns, environmental campaigns, so there's biodiversity 
Um, okay. And that can also touch on other cross-cutting issues like human rights. Um, like social justice too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it tends to vary a lot from campaign to campaign. Uh, like, for example, yeah, I was going to ask for an example of something that worked, <laughs> <laughs> like something successful. I don't, so as an INTJ, yeah. I think I am emphasis the on the J emphasis on the J super <laughs> pessimistic. Um, so I love hearing successful, like sometime that where this sort of thing works, because I feel like here in the States, I see a lot of things not work. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally hear that. And um, so the, the example I want to give is uh, just the example of the Paris Agreement, oh, sure. uh, because uh, it's, I think, you know, it you can look at it from multiple dimensions in terms of many uh, confluence of many, many different factors came together to make that happen. But one of those uh, factors is, is very much campaigning as well, um, because uh, there you know, if you if you look at uh, the when when Copenhagen kind of really was a was a letdown moment for the world mm. in two thousand nine, and uh, yeah. people were like, "Are we ever gonna like get a hold of this? Mm-hmm. You know, is 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 that gonna is is an international climate deal ever gonna get made?" Um, that's in that despair was sort of like the seeds of hope mm. for something that could happen. Yeah, right. Um, and and it actually took. Um, one of my personal heroes is uh, Christiana Figueres, who sure. was the uh, head of the UNFCCC, who oversaw that process. And and I do very much think of herself as a campaigner because she, in in her books, in her kind of talks, she really talks about like kind of the stubborn optimism that was mm. like, okay, like we're just gonna get everyone together and like we're gonna believe this is <laughs> Make possible. Make everyone care. Yeah, we're gonna like, manifest it. Yeah. Um, so so there was that kind of campaigning role that she was playing in bringing people together. Outside uh, maybe those uh, direct uh, diplomatic negotiations, uh, there was a lot going on in the streets, right? Yeah. Like in uh, the, the People's Climate March yeah. in 2014 was a confluence of um, hundreds of organizations, maybe thousands uh, and hundreds of thousands of people that came together and uh, was like, okay, there is a huge demand for climate action from the public. Um, and that's, the, uh, that's pretty much the first time that you saw um newspaper headlines mm-hmm. uh, all over the world yeah sort of like of really, infiltrates every, yeah exactly yeah. it sort of uh really was a moment where you saw the the public hunger for climate action mm-hmm. which we know has a direct tie to kind of uh political right. uh constituencies and and how politicians uh decide on 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 what they're uh, essentially uh prepared to do yeah um so and then you can think about like all the other interim steps, like this This pressure was uh, constant before the Paris Agreement. Uh, I was in Paris where uh, right before the summit, we were uh, organizing for various climate marches, uh, not only in Paris, but around the world. Um, so so we, in, from the campaign's perspective, we, we did a tremendous amount uh, as, as many other actors did. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to say this was purely a campaigning victory. Well, but, it's like a grass. It like yeah, it, it helped, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was all it 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 was a confluence of those forces where campaigners were always kind of pushing the bar, making sure right. that uh, they were speaking for the science and uh, not accepting a deal that would sort of undercut uh, what scientists were saying, but would actually take us to uh, a livable pathway for the world. So you're like in you're. In, through your campaigning, are you is it more grassroots or are you actually advocating to like bigger like companies or governments or all of the or is it just all the things or all like the time connecting the two? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you did say you did mention the bridge a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is both in the sense that uh, often kind of you have to ultimately go to where power resides yeah. in order to actually you know change the course of, of what gets done. But you also have to uh, generate the people power in order to uh, right. to make sure that they actually listen to what you're uh, about to say. Um, so as a campaigner, the the role very much involves like garnering support behind an mm-hmm. issue, whether it be um, in the form of petitions, whether it be in the form of like people on the streets yeah. or anything in between. Um, people contacting their representatives uh, is is another powerful civic action sure. people can take. So uh, mobilizing in those kinds of ways. And when you put together 
the small actions of people uh, who, when you when when you have numbers on your side, right. that's when it starts to make a difference. And uh, that's yeah, the campaigner is sort of that vehicle that's helping organize that uh, public support behind an issue and yeah. driving it through. Cool. Um, and you need to have the right strategies in place in and order like to actually make messaging clear. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's great. That's awesome. Let's go way back. Are you sure. guys ready for this journey? So ready. Can you tell how, us? Are we talking 65 million years ago or how, how far? 65. <laughs> there were the dinosaurs. Or really, everyone oh. recently just got back from the Yucatan Peninsula, <laughs> so he's got dinosaurs on the brain. <laughs> I also just watched uh, the new show by Attenborough, The Prehistoric oh, Planet. My. Did you hear about this? We've, my son, who's not even two, loves a dinosaur, so we just put it on. I'm like, yeah, I guess watch that. Tyrannosaurus Rex eat a giant turtle. And that's my husband. My yeah. husband's who's uh, what is he? Thirty two. He loves a dinosaur too. It's those birds. Those like birds that walk on their elbows. Yeah, it was amazing. I gotta yeah. watch. The, yeah, cool. you do. It's very. Um, it's like uncanny valley esque. I don't know. They like replicate huh. dinosaurs. I feel like it changed my mental model of dinosaurs. Yeah, because Ooh. it's like actually they putting had feathers. In, yeah, exactly. Like, as in, I've, I I knew about that, right? Think, right, God. But we haven't seen that, yeah. right? <laughs> but, yeah, it, it hasn't been made visual in an yeah. appealing way. That's impressive. So, yeah. So, anyway, not, what were we talking about? <laughs> so, everyone else, go after you're done with oh, this podcast, not go that walk, far back. You can go back 65 million years ago with David but Attenborough. Do your, do your Myers-Briggs test, then go watch the show. Oh what a delightful day. Yeah. Listen to this that podcast, Myers Briggs, watch a TV Do a show. Self care. Um, <laughs> let's go back time. maybe like twenty ish years ago. Yeah, like that right. sounds good. Twenty. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> what was your first job ever? Uh, my first job was less than twenty years ago, but. <laughs> That's, that's fine. We can go back. What, what were you doing before that? <laughs> no, it's the other way. He's saying it was less than like it was it only was ten years than- ago. Right, right, but but twenty years. We can talk about his life twenty years ago as well. Oh, okay. We, yes, oh. yeah. I was like, do we go back to childhood? Yeah. Okay. Child? Start yeah. there. Start there. Childhood. Want, yeah. Childhood? Absolutely. What got you interest in in working in climate? That's real. Was there something yeah, that? Great. Um, okay. Let's okay. Talk we can about we can that. go back to childhood and <laughs> okay. then we can come to first jobs. <laughs> no spoilers. Okay. <laughs> so. I, actually, my, my childhood did have a lot to do with it because um, my my father, so I, I grew up in Dhaka, Bangladesh, mm-hmm. um, and my father is an environmental activist, like ah, not, not okay. for his profession because the there isn't as much professionalization of the, uh, the kind of nonprofit or environmental space in Bangladesh. Right. So he has always sort of done that as, as a passion project. Um, uh, in addition to his job, which I have tremendous respect for. Um, but he was, because of his role in, in doing that, he uh, he definitely played a big role in uh, shaping those values from yeah. an early age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I remember, so going back to 20 years ago, actually, <laughs> uh, it was probably no around that age, like, uh, that I, uh, you know, remember attending like demonstrations with him uh, with uh, like, you know, movements to save the river, like that Dhaka is right uh, next to like the Buriganga and and, and things like that, uh, various social issues that, you know, and environmental issues uh, that are um, specific to the local context. Mm -hmm. Um, So so I I grew up with that influence, which I think played a big role in my life. I'm very grateful it did. Yeah, Um, me too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's always it's really fascinating to see how we kind of make sense of our early early childhood experiences, right? Um, so I think uh, that was a great foundation in terms of values, and then uh, moving into the kind of educational career that I had, uh, whether it's high school, college, etc. Um, I I did choose to pursue this line of work in a in a kind of in the sense that I tried to understand these issues in more detail. So you were um, intentional. Did you, in high school, like I didn't, my science classes in high school were biology, chemistry, physics. Yeah. Um, yeah, in high school, not as much. Okay. I, I did have a kind of affinity for the sciences. Yeah. I did enjoy them. I guess um, you, yeah. 
But in addition to the sciences, uh, in addition to kind of just high school studies, I was also involved in various extracurriculars like community service and things like that, um, uh, which, you know, were were really uh, also great foundational kind of experiences in terms of getting involved in social causes. Yeah. and in college, I ended up majoring in uh, geology. Uh, oh, did Rachel. you? Yes. <laughs> what a feeling. What? Uh, yes, Rachel and I go way back and uh, we're geology majors in Amherst. Yes. How did you find Amherst College? Uh, my strategy was find all the schools uh, that were highly ranked in the U.S. that gave financial aid to international students. Ooh, good call, good um, call. College is stupid. Yeah, Amherst, Amherst was good with that. Yeah. yeah, Amherst was really, really generous. And yeah, I definitely would not have gone to the uh, to a U.S. university without uh, close yeah. to a full, full ride. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad Amherst was very generous and, and covered that. So then so, when you went to Amherst, did you... Um, it's pronounced Amherst, actually. <laughs> you don't say the H, so. I'm from Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> when you went to Amherst, Amherst. Uh, that's Amherst. Right. That's right. That sounds stupider. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, side note. Yeah. I'm moving soon and have... I went through like maybe a hundred t-shirts. I oh, have so many Amherst t-shirts. College. And I had... I organized a very silly collection of Amherst t-shirts that are like mostly dig making digs at like other small liberal arts colleges that are exactly the same as Amherst in reality. Do you have a Williams dig? Oh yeah. Oh, I mean Amherst Williams is like the the rivalry. The so. best the best Williams shirt I have is it's literally like a <laughs> it's like a house in like a countryside. So basically just like a straight line with a house and then a huge Waldo, like where's Waldo? And it says, where's Waldo in Williamstown? <laughs> Cause it's so small. We got him. That sick burn was the most nonsensical. Sorry. I'll <laughs> yeah, I can't say I fully get it, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just really it's easy to find fun. Waldo. Uh, but, but I, but I found a shirt that says Amherst where only the H is silent. I do remember the shirt. Yes. Can I? Okay, we're going to get back to how you majored in geology. <laughs> but I need someone from Massachusetts to tell me, isn't it UMass Amherst? Do people no. say UMass Amherst? No. Like Dan okay. would say UMass Amher- Amherst and not Amherst? Correct. UMass Amherst. Hi, Dan. Okay, Rieslat. So you found a school that was like money? Absolutely, because institutions are expensive and yes. good yeah. school. Yeah. And then... You were like, I am all about activism. I'm going to major in geology. Well, Amherst doesn't have... I I actually had a big problem with that, too. I didn't go in wanting to be a geology major, but there was no environmental science. There was... Well, there was environmental studies. I was an environmental studies double major. You were. Ooh, there it is. There it is. I bet that's a common double major at Amherst. Amherst. UMass Amherst. I'm trying to remember. Well, it, it was a new else. major. Yeah, it was a new major. Yeah. Risa, it's like, I'm one of one. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm honestly curious. I think there were a couple others, but yeah, trying to remember. We didn't have the same kind of like community vibe that uh, we had in the geology department, which was really yeah. fun. Uh, because, yeah, environmental studies was still a new major and just starting back up and didn't have all the infrastructure, the social infrastructure and so on. Before you went to college, did you have a job in Bangladesh or no? I did have, going back to the first job, I did have a first job uh, before college. I took a gap year between high school and college. Nice. Um, That job doesn't really have much to do with the environment or anything else. I still want to hear about it. It was, so I did my high school education under the kind of British um, curriculum, like the edXL. Mm -hmm. Uh, high, sure. high, we'll smile and nod at that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. High, high uh-huh. colonialism. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I did that curriculum and um, there's, a, there's a kind of award ceremony that happens every year, which recognizes people who from that curriculum, like scored at the top or, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. people around the country, high school students around the country who scored really highly on, on, on that test. 
Um, like a PSAT national scholar or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I don't know what the US equivalent would be. My yeah. sister, I think we my have sister won all those. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's um, so that award ceremony is run by this, uh, the, the largest English daily newspaper. Like they, they're the ones oh. that sort of host it. Um, uh, they're called the Daily Star. Um, and uh, <laughs> the tradition is that like they each year, they hire the person who had kind oh, of it's like, like a pipeline. Yeah, they uh. they kind of hire the person who had like among the top scores to kind of organize the summit. You can say the, the smartest. You yeah, can you can say you're smart, dude. You're fine. It's like the smartest person in all the country. <laughs> Absolutely to do not. Journalism? But I. Uh, <laughs> Um, but like to do journalism, even though you could not care, you maybe could not care less about journalism. <laughs> what do they hire you for? So they hire you to actually organize the ceremony for that year. Oh, so I, that's the worst job that's ever. Weird. No, it was actually really interesting oh. because you're um, you're sort of like managing a database of all these students, and you know, I know it was. I think it was like I don't know, fifteen years ago, however many years ago. So um, I could say anything, but. Um, <laughs> But it was actually like, a, it is a significant amount of responsibility as an 18 year old. Sure. And uh, I was like, oh, this is like really awesome. But I mean, you know, the flip side is that they don't really pay you much. Um, That's what I was like, they get an 18 year old to throw a big party. <laughs> For <laughs> pick, we're talking like a big party. It was like in a stadium no, I, with like 5,000 yeah. people with yeah. like TV cameras. It's like... But it's um, like the award ceremony to find the person to do, <laughs> to that do it next. I think you're in a pyramid scheme, Risla. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was multi level marketing. Blink once. <laughs> anyway. And I okay, am so still the- in that same audience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're really talking it up. So that obviously played no role in you. <laughs> going to Amherst or finding the geology department. <laughs> um, well, I mean, maybe I, it was on my CV when I applied to Amherst. So maybe they were like, oh, and they were like, wow, this kid can throw a party. <laughs> geology, right. come on. I in. mean, geology, I know, I know. Yeah. Was like a real geology department also knew how to throw parties. So yeah, um, I know. Oh, really? speaking of parties, one job I had at Amherst was <laughs> my wife makes fun of me for this. Um, I worked for campus security. So I worked with the campus police to uh-huh. like kind of watch over parties did you like yeah. have a golf cart or a vest i did have a t-shirt so not as cool as a vest um, <laughs> was it brightly colored or was it black it was black it was yeah. black Ooh. So so you're, students, you were like trying to sort of just blend in into the darkness yeah. and like yeah. be eyes and ears for the police you which were like a, also... like a party narc <laughs> basically <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I mean, but Amherst security, I mean, they like, they let us do our thing. Yeah. Because like, yeah. Riesel was but the I'm, security, let me, by yeah. the way. Let me, let me tell you, I've seen some things. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, man. Um, I just but, love the idea that they're geez. like, we have a great idea. We saw this movie 21 Jump Street. Let's do it on campus. <laughs> like, I've never seen that. Oh, it's like college, high school, whatever. You've never seen oh. any of the 21 Jump Streets? I'm not going into the plot of this movie. Rieselat. Wait, let, okay. me, let me just quickly finish the story because this yes. is, uh, so as part of my campus police, campus security oh, yeah. role, oh, okay. for yeah. all, I, I did that for all four years, well, except oh for the God. time that I was away for a study abroad. But as a result, this is a fun fact about Amherst, uh, when you do that, they literally put your name on a plaque at the <gasps> campus police like, office. <laughs> Oh my god, so you're a police officer is what you're trying to tell us. How many of you were in the year that you graduated? Was uh, it just you? Is it only your name on the plaque? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, there's many, many, many names on the plaque. Um, I think it's a running list. So everyone has like done it for all four so years or something. So funny. So you're, you're in two very so odd you're a clubs. Cop. <laughs> yes. You're a cop. A cop who throws parties. You know how to throw a party. Yep. Yeah. So you spent so, the whole year planning this crazy event as an 18-year-old, and then you, you were just, like... You basically just did a series of jobs that were, like, not for 18 and 19-year-olds. Yeah. But you were like, sure. It's the, it's the E. It's the E in the Myers-Briggs. 
Yeah, I do. And, the, I do and it's raise also that P, right? It's also the opposite of the I'll J. Yeah. Yeah. Spontaneous. Yeah. I don't need to plan anything. I do tend to raise my hand when, like, you know, the call comes. So maybe you volunteer that, that's the tribute. I volunteer to be a campus security. secret <laughs> secret cop or part of the pyramid scheme. Just real quick, how did sure. you pick geology and environmental science? Did you know you wanted to do advocacy? Oh, they're very different. Did you know you wanted to do advocacy? That's where I'm going with that whole I, question. Okay. I did know I wanted to do something related to social change, uh, okay. but not exactly what shape or form that looked like. The story behind geology is a little funnier. Um, so I was so Amherst had, I think, something like 32 departments or something. Sure. Um, so I was, you know, being diligent and going through all the department pages. And going I, on every campus department party. Yep. Yeah. And when <laughs> I when I come to the geology page, very prominently on that page is the is a picture of the entire geology department in Hawaii. Um, oh. And I was like, I, that's is, how they got me to reslot yeah. free trips. I was like, this is effin epic. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, sign me up. Um, yeah. So I, I took the geology course, yep. uh, which also looked yep. interesting, um, yep. and then I actually enjoyed it. And I was That's like, a good class. hey, um, wouldn't it be bad to go to Hawaii? So I, yeah. I continued for <laughs> other reasons. But the big irony is that the Hawaii trip happened the year before I joined Amherst. And in my four years, there were no Hawaii trips. Yeah, um, well, it was, wait, you're, were you in 2013? Yes. So I was 2012, and it happened the winter of my freshman year. Did you go? No, it was like too soon. Oh, no. Like it was like I didn't, I don't know if I wasn't a major yet. Yeah. It was just, you know, you didn't sign up that yeah. quickly. So I was like, you, you all missed out. With people that and went. then didn't they like, go like right after 2013 too? I think, I think I think they went I again we right after I graduated. It. So we yeah. we hit the drop period. We've been duped. Yes. Uh, so. I okay. was a geology major, not an Amherst, and I went to Hawaii. So no, suck it. no, suck it. I totally did. Um, okay, so post post college, what was your first job? Post college, first job. Um, so yeah, my my first year post college is is a little bit unconventional. So I'm kind of just trying to see how I summarize it. Um, so at the very beginning after college, I went to this other program, which was like a semester long program for four young people who are interested in social change okay. and either already had an organization they were building or like trying to build an organization or like you, know, you were trying to create an organization like, yeah. So I was okay, at that okay. point, I just had like cool. some ideas, like I had yeah. applied to a few things, didn't really get, uh, any, any calls, callbacks. Yep. Uh, that felt compelling, um, or actually me, any for that matter. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. the no's are also compelling. Exactly, compelling. no's yeah. are plenty <laughs> compelling. How compelling of you <laughs> to say no to me? Uh, yeah, I do sometimes wonder what would have happened if I, like, there were some jobs I applied to that were, obviously, I was interested in. So if I yeah. had gotten a yes, I potentially could have gone in a very different pathway. Yeah. It's, it's always kind of that interesting uh, mm -hmm. dynamic. Um, but anyway, so I went to uh, this program, which was actually also founded by an Amherst alum, but uh, that was for young people doing all kinds of different things on various social entrepreneurship, like companies to different campaigns and so on. Um, I only had like a few ideas of what I wanted to do there, but through the program, I started working on some kind of local food based uh, solutions that you could work on, like more sustainable technology, mm -hmm. like aquaponics, which is where you oh, have, yeah. like fish and plants in the same ecosystem mm -hmm. and can, can generate food much more efficiently. Cool. Um, yeah. So I, I got involved in that and I did that for half a year. This was in Colorado. Um, and then I felt like I wanted to apply what I was learning back in the context of Dhaka. Uh, mm. because there was also a big conversation going on in Dhaka at the time about like food safety and food availability and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I went back to Dhaka in the hopes of starting an organization to do just that. Um, so I, the, the next six to 10 months were uh, basically like filling out the startup space and mm -hmm. talking to people 
and trying to see if, if I could start an organization to do that. Um, and didn't, you know, like get the kind of momentum I was hoping for a, for a number of reasons. And also it didn't yeah. feel right for a number of other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, through a set of serendipitous uh, forces, I, I chanced upon the campaigning role um, ah. and have sort of been in the campaigning space, space ever. Can I make you get more specific? Yes. <laughs> you, you must You must have learned a lot in that in that time and i think that you must have there must be a things that have you didn't chance upon a campaign or role like things must have come to like what had you been applying for stuff the whole time or the top daily star student (laughs) is not just chancing upon no i I, I did kind of chance upon it because as i said like (laughs) i i didn't know campaigner was a like a thing that people did as a profession I still didn't know that, so it was very serendipitous in that way. Um, well, I can I can tell you this for story. a job, yes, yeah, yeah, because it's interesting. I mean, I think some people when the, if some so you went home to do this thing, right, and it didn't happen, and I think some people would take that just get like really grumpy. You know what I mean? It, it's interesting that you're there's there's Tina. Hi, Tina. Tina Sam. Reset. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you went home and these things didn't come together and like that's okay and people need to hear that i think that like oh sometimes things just don't work out Uh so then you chanced into did was there a was there like was there an advertisement for like campaigner and you were like i'll try it no I'll, i'll tell you the story but but going back to what you said i yeah i absolutely agree like i think i was very grateful that my parents uh were very supportive like you know yeah they were like yeah, if you're trying to start something on your own, like we, we, we support you in that endeavor. And I was living at home and, you know, didn't have an income for that whole time. Right. Um, so, yeah, so very, very, very grateful for that opportunity of trying to figure something out and make it work. But um, but also, yeah, the I think what you spoke to about it being okay, it, it, absolutely. Like I think once, before you actually jump into it, it's hard to know how it's going to be. Um, so I, I learned a lot of things about both the space in terms of whether this was the right kind of product or the right market, like all of that stuff, but also um, uh, also a lot about myself. Like I actually had the realization that I wasn't ready to be a good entrepreneur um, and that uh, maybe uh, some of the reasons that I was trying to do something like that is because I wanted to like um outcompete my brother who is a successful entrepreneur ah. um, so you know like I, I learned those kinds are of you the younger before. brother uh i'm the younger brother yes yeah that there it is yeah so yeah like <laughs> people people Steph doesn't old... understand she's an older sibling. that's true, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we all have those kinds of drivers um so I, I i learned a lot uh in that time in terms of introspection and, and going through that process mm-hmm. um but but back to the serendipitous story um so even though I hadn't really thought about Avaz ever or any kind of campaigning organization as a, as a professional uh, option, I uh, had been on Avaz's kind of email global network mm-hmm. for quite some time. Sure. Um, so I used to get emails from them about different campaigns they were running and so on. Um, and I, I knew I always had kind of like a positive uh, view of them. Like I, the emails always felt like really important issues, like great strategy, like all of that stuff. Um, yeah. so, so I had that positive association. And then uh, around that time, that year when my birthday came up, uh, about... In late April, May. Uh, May, Taurus. yes. Taurus, yeah. yes. Good, mm-hmm. good, good catch uh, early May. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, when my birthday was coming up, so um, I guess Avaz must have had this information because of a form I had filled out and they were trying this thing where they... they like, do you want um, a job? <laughs> Truly. Did it say happy birthday? Here's happy a birthday, job. Here's a job. You're a campaigner <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be amazing. <laughs> that is, I, mean, that, I take back that everything. That is serendipity. Yeah, I take back everything I said earlier. <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> so if it's your birthday, right? <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to apply to jobs all year, but on that one day. Um, no, it was it was more like um, I. It was an email that was basically saying that, hey, like 
consider running a birthday fundraiser for Abbas or like visit oh, okay. cool. <laughs> so it's kind of like a yeah like a charitable fundraiser strategy uh, so I was like yeah that sounds like a great idea and I'll and I'll do that um, and I did and and they were like you are our top <laughs> they were like birthday donator of all wow. time yeah right you That's... gained a million dollars for this organization. I did not oh, have wait. a million dollars okay. or neither <laughs> still do um, but wait uh, is the first part what actually happened <laughs> no Oh. <laughs> wrong again okay. well, we'll i guess we should stop story. guessing we'll, we'll stop. about your life but this, is, yeah. this is fun um, <laughs> i'm glad you think so <laughs> so so everything was going well but there was like this uh um something on the page like was a bug that wasn't working so I was like, oh, I'm trying to do this fundraiser and like this technology thing isn't working. So I sent like their, uh, with their feedback form, I, I sent, sent that email. Um, so then that became like a back, back and forth conversation with someone at Avaz that turned into more than what? just about that tech fix. Um, and, and because this guy was like, oh, I've visited Wild. Bangladesh, like I've stayed there for three years, like my wife and I love it. And like, it's, you know, huh. all of this stuff. So we, we got into all of these conversations. Yeah. Um, and then at some point he went. Um, it's like online dating <laughs> for jobs. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Um, so at, at some point that. he, so at that Sweet point, my, uh, my email had my LinkedIn uh, linked at the LinkedIn is so important. Yeah. Sneakily put that. So in that, there that was just there. Um, thank you, I guess, Amherst Career Services. Yeah, right. <laughs> just like make a LinkedIn right now. Yeah. So um, at, at, in one of those emails, he, he says, like, yeah, I took a quick um, look at your LinkedIn and it seems like you're very kind of well aligned and uh, you know could be a good fit for, yeah. for the kind of work oh we do and like here's our jobs page like in case something seems interesting to you um so that's literally the serendipity through which i learned of the role and i remember that yeah. moment when i kind of saw the role which is not the kind of role i've seen before i was like yeah that's what i want to do like that it, it felt like it felt there. right yeah it sounds like it's kind of what you were trying to do on your own Right, but then, but you were just sort of joining a larger, already established organization. Is yeah, that... I yeah, I I make this distinction between like being an entrepreneur and being an entrepreneur, which is ah. like I Ooh. I saw that on your Twitter bio, and I was gonna ask about it. Yeah, so <laughs> I I am a very kind of uh, you know self driven, take initiative like kind of person, uh, and oftentimes uh, entrepreneurs are you know, similar people, but they're kind of building organizations and so on. But one thing I realized about myself um, is that I enjoy the structure of an organization to mm -hmm. be a holding space within which I can kind of drive forward initiatives and yeah. campaigns or whatever it might be. Right. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's the, that's the difference between those two things. And I really, uh, at that time, I hadn't quite fully realized that about myself, but well, One thing what? I did kind of realize. 20? Yeah, you've done so much like inter okay. introspection as like a 20-year-old even. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to work on myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, thanks, guys. <laughs> um, but I, at that time, one realization I had is that what I was trying to do in Dhaka and Bangladesh had a climate uh, motivation as like, okay, if we do kind of more sustainable food, like that has an impact on, yeah. on climate change. Like that was kind yeah. of always part of the motivation. Um, but one one realization I had had is that like, I'm in the wrong stage, uh, which is that like, I could be extremely successful doing something locally, but still the broad mechanics of like what's driving climate change is not gonna change. Right. Um, that's happening at a geopolitical stage. And so this was 2014 and the Paris Agreement was coming up. Um, so I, I was feeling that uh, I wanted to engage more in the kind of geopolitical dimensions of what was happening. So that's why that serendipitous kind of occasion of finding that role was like, oh, this is what organizations like that do, yeah. which is kind of like do campaigns around exactly issues like this. 
That's so cool. I also, I don't mean to toot our, toot our horns. Toot our own horns. I don't know how to pluralize just tooting. that. We're just, I don't mean to toot. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's great that we invited you. <laughs> I had no idea where I was going. Well, it's just, I didn't know a campaigner was a job. And oh, I think all of our, a lot of our listeners no, are. Yeah. And now they're going to know that this is like a viable, it pays, you know, it's a job. Yes. yes. We still and have they, some beautiful art behind his wall that shows that he does indeed get money. <laughs> Well, Risa, it sounds like you've sort of found the perfect job for yourself, yeah. but we asked this question to all of our guests. If you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? That is a great question. Um, if climate change... Oh, yeah, that's a better... Okay, if, yes. Yeah, which... Okay, I could guess the answer. If, if the climate were not in an emergency right now, yeah. Yeah. what would you be doing? Um, okay, so a couple of things come to mind. One is what my wife says, which is um, she she sometimes tell me tells me that if if like I didn't have like values guiding what I was doing, she could see me as like a real like cutthroat finance shark, yes. like just kind of like big ambitious like win something kind of you know right. vibe. Like your passion, yeah, self starter. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. You get it. Um, so that's You're that's like, something honey. she has <laughs> told me. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay. Is she trying to uh, hint at something? He's no. just looking out for the family and the bottom line. Right, right, right. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Your wife and I would be best friends, I think. <laughs> Let's get her. She's extremely supportive. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just to be on the Okay, on the okay. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is that I... So as part of campaigning, you do a lot of different things, whether it's communication, strategy, uh, media stunts, etc. But one of the things you do is... Um, Kind of, you can design like ads and creatives to mm. put out a particular message, uh, put pressure on yeah. particular targets, and so on. And I have always enjoyed that process of like the kind of creative idea generation and kind of seeing that through to design, mock-up design, and kind of yeah. print and all of that stuff. So I could really see myself if you know uh, if climate and other things weren't a thing, weren't a factor. Uh, really kind of enjoying like a kind of advertising creative Ooh. kind of space. So, Mad Men. Yeah. yeah, you'd be John <laughs> Draper. So, so that, that could be really fun. Ooh, Wait, Risala, I remember a talk you gave at Amherst and I, I'm not sure when or where. I don't, I don't know what it was for, but I, I remember that you didn't use PowerPoint. You used another program and we were all like so impressed and you were zooming in on certain things did and then zooming Prezi? out i did use prezi did pre- yes i had a prezi yeah, I mean, phase before but before we all had time. a prezi I mean, phase well not oh i did i did i mean i used keynote so i'm a little low. oh my god but um yeah i remember that and i don't know Great if memory it, rachel i mean formative. i was just like yeah it was formative and and it's and we've we've talked did about i introduce you to prezi I think so, but I've never used it. <laughs> she was just well, impressed. I, it was like, I'll never follow up. I think I looked it up and it was like, <laughs> was wow, cool. this could be cool if I would. Yeah. Yeah, I think, speaking of wins, you know, that's a win. Yes. Introducing Rachel yes. to Prezi. Yeah. Oh I mean, it was, I, I don't campaign. remember the yes. content, but we should, we should get you successful at the time. We should get you some advertising, like, credit yeah. for them. We, get we, all your jobs done in one. Yeah. Uh, no, were you going to say this, Rachel, that I, a lot of our guests have exactly. really emphasized the importance. I feel like some people are like, oh, I can't write well, so I'll be a scientist or something like that. But like communication, as you're getting at, is the yeah. most important thing kind of across like every job, right? You yeah. actually need to be able to tell a story, tell a story well, tell a story that people remember because this was 10 years ago and Rachel was like, or yeah. Risa, Rachel's like, that presentation. <laughs> I mean, it must have been at least 11 years ago. Yeah. Anyway. That's crazy. I That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I would have never thought of that presentation if you hadn't read it. Up. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm it's not honestly... scarred into your own memory. Yeah, right. so that's amazing. I bet, it, I bet if you looked at it now, you'd be like, "Oh, I can do so much better now." I actually haven't I used was... Prezi since. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had a one a one off run that was the You're best. Like back to back to PDF. Yeah, picked yeah. <laughs> in college. Oh, didn't we all? Didn't we all? <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh man. Risa, this is delightful. Uh, it it was delightful. Well, if 
have you texted your wife about your moon and your rising? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to ask her right now? She's literally yeah, in shout, the other room. Shout, shout real quick. Yeah, shout her Okay. Uh, give me just one second. No, you can shout okay. here. It's fine. I'll this is where, this is where we'll play. <laughs> Caitlin. Caitlin, can you come here? Caitlin, this is our first guest appearance. This is a guest guest. I am recording and they want to know my moon and rising. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> she's like, give me a minute. Oh, she's got to look it up. That's, that's fair. I'm sure she knows hers. Here is... I know, right, like, I know Chris let is me, mean, let me get but I don't know his moon and rising. Yeah. Oh, I like sorry. how she... Does I like Caitlin have wasn't... co-star? Because I also have co-star. What's Is she looking it up that? on co-star? Are you looking Caitlin. it up on co-star? Caitlin. <laughs> I like how she wasn't like, wait, why? Okay, why I do think, they want to know? Um, I think she has another app and it was a while ago that she did My Moon and Rising. Should I download So I don't know if she yet? has that right now. Has that it's okay. But, will... but, wait, she's saying, hold on. Caitlin. <laughs> we can, we can hear her. Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin, <laughs> speak speak into I'm the microphone. Caitlin, shout louder. Virgo moon. Ooh. Aquarius rising. Oh my That's god, that one. makes total sense. Thanks, Caitlin. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Caitlin. <laughs> and sorry. <laughs> Best wife. Best wife. Truly, I want to be I would agree. Does she have a LinkedIn? <laughs> Are you gonna have to a job? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I does wish. she have any technical issues that we could <laughs> yeah. solve and give her a job? Um, here's the thing: his no. Taurus Virgo Aquarius <laughs> makes yeah. sense to me because okay. he's a go getter, but he mm-hmm. cares about social issues and he's passionate. I'm on board for are your those time. related to okay. those? Three? Yes, Taurus are like. I don't know how to read all of that, but I will trust oh, you. My sister's a Taurus. You're just like like stubborn strong think of like a bull but like aquarius and virgo are more like feeling and pa- i'm i'm on board for your enfp hey you remembered she got dad. it she got it that was the that was the climax of this episode <laughs> and now closes our myers briggs podcast reese can we follow you on instagram or twitter <laughs> yeah where can we I find am you very bad at instagram okay but um, twitter's fine do you do twitter, twitter is fine tweet yes, yes. sometimes yeah. yes at reese a lot underscore k um, okay. Just yes. at Risala. <laughs> we'll R. link to it. We'll link. Risala, we will stop bothering you. And yeah. Caitlin, more importantly. Yeah, poor Caitlin's like, I'm trying to roll Not do right anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, truly, this has been delightful. Yeah, this was so, so fun. <laughs> yeah, this was indeed so fun. And yeah, thank you guys so much for inviting me. Thank you.